Hey, welcome to the Zoe Church Podcast. You are listening to Zoe LA, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Thank you to everyone that subscribes, likes, and comments, and also who partners with us in getting the message of Jesus around the world. Thank you to every partner, every person that calls Zoe home. Whether you're on a run right now, you're sitting in your car, wherever you are, we pray that you are experiencing the goodness and the grace of God. We're going to conclude today a series that we've been in called Power in My Praise. We've been talking about developing a lifestyle of worship. We're going to jump in to a study of a man named Job. We're going to be in Job chapter 1 today. If you have a Bible, maybe turn there right now. We're talking today about how do you praise through your pain. Pain is inevitable. We all go through it. But we got to choose our faith over our feelings. So come on, let's jump in right now to this week's message. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble, talking about Laker fans, very humbled right now. The humble, the extremely humbled, shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us, come on Zoe, let us exalt his name together. See, what I love about church is, you know, all you need is mustard seed-sized faith for God to do great things in your life. But the great thing about church is if you throw your mustard seed in and I throw my mustard seed in, pretty soon we got a whole bunch of faith. So let us magnify. Let us exalt the name of God together because we believe there God can do great things. Come on, you know Zoe rules. If four people clap... Right there in your house, just start clapping and thanking Jesus. I want to talk today around this idea, right down the title. It's called Praising Through Your Pain. I want to just conclude this series because I don't want just you to think that because you're a worshiper now, you don't have problems. Because you're a worshiper now, there's no pain. No, the problem with living on this side of heaven is that on this side, there are wars, earthquakes, diseases, There is sickness. There is sorrow. There is tragedy. And we're going to have to learn how to praise through our pain. Because pain's going to happen. You're going to get hurt. You're going to go through trauma. You're going to go through relational fallout. Or maybe it's career. Maybe it's in your own decision making. But you're going to have to learn how to worship through your pain. This is hard for some of us because some of you, like myself, We can't stand pain. You know how Missy Elliott said she can't stand the rain? I can't stand the pain. I'm not built for pain. I'm built for comfort. Can I get an amen in the church? I'm built for couches and Netflixes. I'm built for leisure. I'm built for spa day. Who am I preaching to today? Julia's built for pain. She has a high tolerance of this stuff. Stuff happens to her. I'm like, oh, God, if that was me, I would just be dramatic. I would just be like, oh, my God, I'm dying. Like, Julia is the, is the only person I know who's given birth to four children, no medicine, no epidural. Like, she can stand pain. 
so she can go through pain and operate. When I face pain, I'm, I'm on the couch. When I face pain, I love, I love Tylenol, anybody else. I just try and figure out when can I get the Tylenol into the aspirin and the ibuprofen. Like, give me all the medication because I don't like pain. But you're going to have to learn in life how to worship God even when you're going through hard times. Now, the great biblical example for this for us is a guy in the Bible. Maybe when you first started reading the Bible, you thought it was a book in the Bible called Job. It's a Bible joke. His name is Job. Job, one day, the Bible says that the angels come to God and just so happens that with the angels on this particular trip, so was the devil. And they come before God and God says, where have you guys been? And the angels say, well, you know, we've been just roaming to and fro throughout the earth. We've just been searching. And God says out of their rebuttal, have you considered, have you looked at my guy, Job? There's nobody like Job, he says. Job is a blameless man. He's a righteous man. He's a good man. I love, I love my guy, Job. And the devil says, well, yet Job worships you and is good because you've hedged him in and protected him, and he's never faced pain. He said, let's see if he goes through pain and he can still praise. Let's see, once you touch him with problems, is he still the same guy? God says, no, I got confidence in my guy, Job. He said, you can do everything to him, but you just can't touch the person. See, what I love about God is God, he, he allows things to happen in our life. He just won't some, allow something to happen to you. He said, you can touch everything but the person. All of a sudden, in one day, I mean, hell breaks out in Job's life. He, uses, he loses cattle. He loses children. He loses reputation. He gets sick. I mean, everything happens in one day. You ever notice that you and I, we are one phone call from our knees? We are one bad day away from everything changing in our life. Watch what Job says when he gets the bad report and the pain happens in his life. Job chapter 1, verse 20. At this, Job got up tore his robe, and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. In all of this, Job didn't get angry with God. He didn't get angry with his maker. He didn't get angry with the lover of his soul. He said, you know what? In fact, instead of anger, I choose praise. I'm going to praise through my pain. This might be hard. This might be painful. This might feel like hell on earth. But I want to tell you something. I didn't bring anything into this world. I'm not taking anything out of this world. All that I can do is Worship my God. See, in life, you're going to have to learn how to praise through your pain. I'm going to give you five things to write down today. Write down number one. Praise is where problems get smaller and God gets bigger. Oh, I love it when you start to praise God because all of a sudden your problems get really, really small and your God gets really, really big. By the way, just a heads up. I think you should stop telling God how big your problems are and start telling your problems how big your God is. God is a big God. God is a seated on the throne God. God is a ruling and reigning God. Does anybody here believe that our God is for us? Our God is with us? Our God is in control? Oh, come on, clap a little bit louder if you're thankful. You serve a big God. 
Oh, I love this psalm right here. Look at this, Psalm, 40, uh, psalm 71, verse 14. But I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. In other words, Job didn't let his worship de be defined by his circumstance. Stop letting your circumstance determine your faith. Let your faith determine your circumstance. You say no matter what happens, it could be medical, it could be financial, it could be in my business. I'm going to worship and praise my God. What did he say? I'm going to worship more and more. See, a lot of times we go through hard times and we worship less and less. And the reason why our problems get bigger is because our God gets smaller. It's not that God has changed, it's that your worship changed. Oh, I love that verse we just read, Psalm 34. Look at what he's saying, verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. See, when you worship, you're putting a magnifying glass on God. You are making God the big idea. You're making God the big thought. You're making God the big person. Don't let your sickness be big. Let God be big. Don't let your bank account be big. It already ain't. So I'll be like, you're preaching now. What's big in your life? Your problems or your God? Praise reminds me, whoa! That's why it's like whenever we come to church and everybody starts talking about, he's the God that takes out Goliath. He's the God that splits Red Seas. He's the God that shuts the mouth of the lions. He's the God that feeds the 5,000 plus the women and the children. He's the God that, you know, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Hey, come on. Let's go. Because sometimes we let our problems feel like they're bigger than God. Praise reminds me, ain't nothing bigger than my Jesus. Nothing stronger than my God. I don't care what you're up against today. It's not stronger than God. Clap if you're thankful that God is seated on the throne, that he is a for you God. He is a with you God. He's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. That's the, and when I praise, all of a sudden, God, I can leave a church service going, whoo, God is for me. God is with me. But sometimes if you don't get into his presence, if you don't get into his house, if you don't get into praise, if you don't feed your spirit, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know what's going to happen with America. I don't know what's going to happen in my home. I don't know what's going to happen with my children. I don't know what's going to happen in Los Angeles. But when I worship, I know God is with us. God is for us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on, thank God today with some praise. Oh, I love number two. Praise is where I get out of my feelings and I get into my faith. You ever notice how emotional you are? Some of you looked at the floor so fast, like, I don't know where to look right now. Some of you, your life is like an emotional roller coaster. You are good one day and you are bad three days later. And listen, that's fine. You were made by God with emotions. God created you as an emotional being. So emotions are not bad. Emotions are from God. Emotions are only bad if they go unchecked. Emotions are only bad if they rule and, and they determine the course of your life. We've got to learn how to get over our feelings and into our faith. When I praise God, I'm getting out of all. Listen, Job was emotional. He tore his robe. He, he, he shaved his head. Very sensitive subject right now, the shaving of the head. Anyways, but um, I at some point, I was going to have to say something. You knew that was going to come at some point. Was, I was going to have to say it. Tore his robe. Anyway, so... He's emotional. 
He has emotions. But his emotions do not erode his conviction of who God is. His emotions don't override the faithfulness and the goodness and the history of who God's been. He says, I might feel emotional. Whips his robe, shaves his head, sits there. In fact, if you read the rest of the book of Job, Job beckons his friends and sits on a porch for a week and cries his eyes out. So emotions are good. Emotions are from God. But you've got to learn how to check your emotions. You've got to learn how to become emotionally healthy in your spirituality. See, your spirituality is not strong until the, uh, until the spiritual and the cognitive connect. And when you can connect those two things, you become lethal in the body of Christ. Oh, I love this because when I praise, I get out of my feelings and I get into my faith. Oh, I love this scripture. Look at this one. This is powerful. Psalm 42, verse 11. Why, my soul? Why are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Some of us, our biggest problem is that you listen to yourself instead of talking to yourself. And you listen to yourself and your thought. You ever get going down a rabbit hole in, in your thought process? I'm not talking about Instagram stalking. I'm talking about you ever get in your mind. You ever argue with people that aren't there? He says to himself, why, hey, hey, man, so why, why, why are you doing this? So you think are, this is going to benefit us? Why, why, are you, why are you so disturbed? Um, hey, buddy, put your hope in God. Um. I will yet praise him. He is my Savior, my God. In other words, what he's saying to himself, sometimes you got to say, hey, we're not going to act like that. Hey, we are not those kind of people. We are the type of people that if we get a bad report, we say, I didn't bring anything in. I'm not taking anything out. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will praise him no matter what. Come on, somebody's got to get some declarations today and some convictions about praising and worship. We don't worship because the sun is out. We don't worship because everything's going my way. We don't worship because I, I get what I want. We don't worship because of the money that's in my account. We don't worship because everything's exactly the way I want it to be. I worship even when it isn't going my way, even when it isn't sunny outside, even when I don't have what I want. Come on, somebody give them a praise in advance to say, I'm getting out of my feelings. I'm getting into my faith. Oh, I love this next one. Look at this. This is David as well. Psalm 62, verse 2. For from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In other words, I'm down here in the rubble. I'm down here in the destruction. I'm down here in the report. I'm down here in my emotions. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I've got to get out of all this sadness and out of all this ice cream eating. You know you're in a bad spot when you just go get a pint of ice cream. You sit there by yourself. That's a telltale sign. You're not a worshiper. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do it all the time. If it wasn't for salt and straw, I'd be a holy man of God. Praise gets me out of my feelings, and it gets me into my faith. The best version of you is the Jesus version of you. And the more emotional, the more feelings, 
the more you allow that stuff to erode at your attitude of faith and trust and confidence and belief in God. Do you see the model that Job is giving us today? He's saying, it doesn't, you think you've had a bad day? Have you ever lost 10,000 cattle? Have you ever lost 10 children? You had seven sons, three daughters. Have you lost 10 in a day? No, if I can worship, you can worship. If I can still choose God, you can still choose God. We're not gonna let, uh, we're not gonna let our circumstance deter or erode our conviction. Oh, right down number three. I love this one. Praise stirs me when the world is trying to shake me. Oh, I love this one so much because you got to understand what praise does. When you start praising and exalting and glorifying and honor and lifting up God, you get stirred up. So, so when I praise, it stirs me when the world is trying to shake me. The world's trying to shake your faith in God. The world's trying to shake your faith in the church. Your, the world is trying to shake your faith in the, in, the, in the family unit and the marriage unit. The world's trying to shake you. God's trying to stir you. Stir you up to faith. Stir you up to praise. Stir you up to serve. Stir you up to give. Stir you up to, come on, clap today. I feel the Holy Spirit telling somebody, get stirred up. Yeah, I tell you, when you come to Zoe Church, all, our goal is to stir up your faith to what God can do in Ukraine, what God can do in Russia, what God can do in China, what God can do in America, what God can do in your business, what God can do in your clap today if you're stirred up with a little bit of faith. Get stirred up. Stir it up. That's all I'm good for in the kitchen. I don't know how to cook nothing. I can stir. You know, the Bible was actually given to you as a gift from God to stir you up by the way of reminder. In other words, there's not a lot of times you're going to read the Bible and be like, I never knew that. But you'll be stirred. Ah, oh, that's right. Ah, oh, that's, I forgot. Wow, that's so good. I remember the first time I read that verse. I remember the first time God spoke that to me. What, just, just, this is Peter, and he says it two times in the second letter that he writes. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1. Yes, I think it is right as long as I am in this body, this tent, to stir you up by reminding you. Look at what he says in chapter 3, verse 1. Beloved, I now write to you this second letter, epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by the way of reminder. See, God, when I praise him, he reminds me, I'm in control. When I, when I praise God, all of a sudden I'm reminded, you're the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I'm reminded, this world is not my home. I am a citizen of a greater place. I'm reminded that he's got the whole world in his hands. I'm reminded that he knows how many hairs are on my head, he knows when I stand up and when I sit down and when I go out and when I come in, he is fully more than the sands of the sea, so are the thoughts of the Lord towards me. And when I get into praise, I'm reminded God is for me. The world's trying to shake your faith. God's trying to stir your faith. And the more you choose to worship, the more you choose to praise, the more you choose your faith over your feelings, the easier it's going to be no matter how awful that report is. No matter how terrible that report is, it's going to be easier to go, nope, I've gone through stuff before. I know what to do. I, 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 I've faced death in my family. I know what to do. 
No, no, I, I've, I've gone through this before. I know I've got to get, I got to get stirred up by way of reminder that God, he said, he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even if I go through divorce, even if I lose my job, even if I lose friendships, even if I get abandoned or abused, I know who God is. Oh, I love Paul, the apostle. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't been broken. What they did to Jesus, they did to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does in us. He lives. You're up against something tough. You're up against a hard time. You're not broken. Going through a, a difficult time, guess what? You're not destroyed. The Spirit of God is in you. The Spirit of God is comforting you and leading you and guiding you. And to the world, it looks like you're going through hell on earth. You can still have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh, I'm telling you, where praise lives, where praise happens, anger has to be thwarted. Where praise happens, depression turns into the joy of the Lord. All of a sudden, where there was once all kinds of shattered problems, all of a sudden it's like, oh man, my head is shaved, my robe is torn, my kids are gone, my pets' heads are falling off, there's nothing good to hear about life. All of a sudden it's like, I've got peace. I've got joy. I've got strength. I've got wisdom. I've got perseverance. I've got passion. I, come on, clap today if you're thankful. This all happens in the presence of God. Come on, be stirred up today. Don't be shaken. If you go through things on life, you like, you ever said this, like, I'm shook. Like, low-key, last Sunday night, I was shook. I was like, what? Just, I'm shook right now. If you've ever gone through something where you're shook, Job had every right to say that, but he still worshiped, even in spite of being shook. Don't be shaken, be stirred. Be stirred to praise and love your God. Just two more things, write down number, number four today. I love this one. Praise opens my eyes to see God's goodness. Praise opens my eyes so I can see, whoo, God is still good. But sometimes we've got scales over our eyes. Sometimes we've got blinders. That's why don't get involved in sin because sin will blind you and then bind you. Don't, don't give in to offense because it'll put scales over And you'll start to look if you're offended. You'll start to look for evidence of his absence instead of evidence of his presence. But when I worship God, all of a sudden, it's like, whoo, it was cloudy. It was cluttered. All of a sudden, I can see Jesus again. You know, Job, in the end of his life, Job, or in the end of this story, by the way, Job, because he worshiped, in the end, God restored double-fold back to him what he had lost. In other words, I know it's cheesy, it's super cliche. I drive a minivan, I have four kids, I can say stuff like this. I, I feel gross saying it. Just, it's a good one. I hate it. He'll give you double for your trouble. I, I, it's, so, it's so dumb. I know it. Don't, do not put that on your story. Just the Easter graphic. Praise helps me see. You know, the Bible says that you'll taste and see the Lord is good. And when you don't worship, do you notice how bitter life tastes? When you don't praise, do you notice the taste? It doesn't taste the same. 
And you cannot see God's good hand. In the end, Job, when God starts to speak to him, Job says this, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes can see you. When you worship God, you'll see God right there in your home. You'll see God show up right here in our city. When you make the decision, I'm not going to go by my feelings. I'm not going to get shook. I'm not going to keep my hands down or my my voice silenced. I'm going to praise God. When I praise, all of a sudden, it's like I can see... I can, if I could sing, I'd sing. I can see clearly now the rain is gone, but I can't sing. I'm not Julia. So, but I can see clearly because now the pain is gone. And I can see that God's been with me. I can see that God's been guiding me. I see that God has been providing. Come on, clap. If you're grateful today that you can see the goodness of God. You don't just see God, you see his goodness. Oh, I love this scripture. Worship team, come join me. Psalm 119, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your life, uh, your law. Look at the way the message says it. Be generous with me and I'll live a full life. Not for a minute will I take my eyes off your road. Open my eyes so I can see what you show me of your miracle wonders. Open my eyes. Some of you need to just make that your prayer today. God, will you open my eyes to see you? Because all I can see is garbage and ruin and destruction and pain and devastation and disappointment and remorse and addiction. And God, I can't see you right now, but I want to. So, Lord, will you remove the scales off my unbelief? Will you remove the pain and all the hardship I've got? Because I want to, anybody want to see God in your house today? Anybody want to see God in your circumstance? Give them a praise right now in advance that you're going to see the goodness of God. I'm just telling you today, whatever you're looking for, you're going to see. And if you want to look for all the bad stuff, you'll find all the bad stuff. If you want to make a case for this, you can make a case for that. But I'm making a case for Jesus. How about you? I'm making a case for the goodness of God. It's amazing. When I first got a minivan, when I got my Toyota Sienna minivan, that's right, both of the doors slide open. Holler at your boy if you see him on the 405. Soon as I got my minivan, all of a sudden I didn't realize that I was a part of a club called the Minivan Club. And everywhere I'm driving around, other dads are honking at me. It's like motorcycles. I thought it was only for the Harley guys that get to say what's up. But now as dads with New Balance shoes, we are saying hello to Honda Odysseys. Now I'm proud to be a part of the Minivan Club. I didn't realize how many minivans there are on the earth until I had one. You realize that whatever you look for, you're going to see. If you want to see Jesus, you'll see him. If you want to make a case that God's abandoned you and hurt you and destroyed you and he's forsaken me and he's against me, you can make that case and you can find it. But as for me and my house, we're making a case that God has been generous and God has been faithful. Come on, I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to lift my praise. I'm going to say that God has been awesome. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Some of you have been shook. Let's get stirred. You've been in your feelings. Let's get into our faith. Let's look and see the goodness of God. He is so faithful. He is so patient. As far as the east is from the west, he has removed your transgressions from you. He has been so loving. You know that he says in his word, I don't even remember your sins. 
I don't even remember your sins anymore. I've removed them from you. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's compassionate. He's actually slow to anger and rich in love. It's who our God is. The more I praise him, the more I see, oh, you're so good. Write down the last one, number five. This is the last thing I want to teach you. Praise is the gift you bring. So we understand that at this party today, God has given us the greatest gift, the gift of his one and only son, that if anybody believe in Jesus, they will not perish, but have everlasting life. God didn't stop at the gift of his son. He also gave you the gift of his spirit that lives within you. We're going to celebrate Easter, that same spirit, that resurrection power spirit that lives in you. So God has been so gracious. He has given you gifts. He has given you talents. He has given you capabilities. He has given you open doors. God has given you everything you have has come from God's good hand. Has God been good to anybody here today? Has God been generous and faithful? Come on, has anybody received gifts from above? Bible says in James, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So you got something good, it came from God. You got something perfect in your life, it came from God. You didn't manufacture that. You didn't make that happen. You are not that cute. You are not that talented. You are not that smart. I don't care what tech industry you're in. I don't care what you develop. You didn't get the good stuff from God. God has been good. So the gifts that he's given me are overwhelming. What can I give in exchange? What can I offer up in in place of all this goodness and all this forgiveness and all this blessing and all this favor and all this love and all this friendship? What can I give in exchange? The only gift I can give God is praise saying as long as I live, as long as I am in this body, I will praise your name. I will worship my God. Last verse today, stand to your feet. Look at this verse. I love this one. Hebrews 13. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says to us. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. You know, I could just imagine Job in that moment, head shaved, rope torn. There had been different messengers that had come in and told him, you lost this. As soon as they were done, the next one, you lost this. As soon as they were done, another one, you lost this. And just negative, bad, worst. And what he put on his lips was not a confession of negativity. What he put in his mouth was a confession of praise. Why don't you bring today a sacrifice of praise? May I say it's a sacrifice for me. You know, remember when Jesus was born, if you don't know the Bible, when Jesus was born, three wise men brought before him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that was the offering that they gave this baby who was in a manger. They gave him gifts. What gift could you give today? 
It cannot be something purchased at Target or Nordstrom. You cannot buy it online or on Amazon. But what you can give God that is a worthy gift is a sacrifice of praise. And maybe you're in pain today. Maybe you're going through a hard time. Maybe this last season has been the worst season. Maybe COVID's been mean to you. Maybe you don't feel like life's going your way. Why don't we just praise God instead? Why don't we just say, I don't care. Naked I came into this thing. Naked I'm going to leave this thing. But as for me, blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, let's worship Zoe. Let's give him a praise. Lord, we give